morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome into our first ever emergency water break episode. Once again, I'm your host, Jason Prill. Alongside of me is my good friend, Jordan. Jordan, how you doing, bud? Uh, I've been better, and that's part of the reason why we're here, Jason, is that we got a few too many topics this week to tackle doing these uh, Monday episodes, and we need to take a break today at the water cooler and and discuss some things before Sunday because I can't wait any longer. Yeah, we normally, we used to do the lineup, which gave us room for nine. Right. Nine topics to discuss. But now we're down to about three with our heavy hitters. And so this week, there's just way too many heavy hitters. This is like murderer's row from the 1920s, Yankees, 1930s. For real. Absolutely ridiculous. So, Jason, we have... Yes four topics that we're going to just hit for this emergency episode. And for those of you, um, well, actually this is for everybody. We've never done this before. Um, if you, if, if you're a long time listener, you remember back in the day, we used to do four episodes per week. You remember that Jason? That was a lot. I don't know how we did that. (laughs) I have no idea. Yeah, that, that was a lot. Um, but for those of you who have recently hopped on, the best podcast ever. Um, we have been doing one episode per week. And so, like I said at the beginning, uh, this week, um, it's now July 4th. Uh, this episode will be released on July 4th. So we can also nickname this the July 4th special episode. But um, it's July and... Oh Lord! Come on, show us what <laughs> I need hey, to mute you. <laughs> um, Already done. Say that again. Already done. Okay, good. Um, the anyway, uh, July is what we were saying. July, and so it's July, and sports are now starting to return. We had the news of Cam Newton signing with the Patriots, which we will get to that in a second. Um, we've also had some major um, sports updates in terms of team names, which we also, of course, will get to. Um, and then, of course, COVID ha- is still affecting not just our everyday lives, but also sports in general and um, also major news out of um, college basketball recruiting. <clears throat> so we're going we're gonna to cover four topics today. We're going to put pause on everything else because there's a lot more to go around. Um, for our. So we're still going to have our Sunday episode. Uh, it'll be episode five um, of um, the Walk On podcast. But we're going to call this emergency water break number one. Um, surely this will end up happening again if we continue to use the once a week format jason but still we're pretty excited about this episode tonight yeah i completely agree this is going to be as fun i know you're going to kind of be carrying the brunt of the load because a lot of these are topics that you're quite passionate about so right <clears throat> you've kind of got the range to the machine today uh and you that's a scary thought you please. i know i apologize to all of our listeners in advance this could be a train wreck because jordan is taking it control, could be it could be but uh we're excited <laughs> nonetheless yeah well jason do you want to introduce our first topic today sure uh 
which of the four topics shall we start with today? And I will introduce it. Um, we'll start with, I mean, we both have our, our list in front. Why don't we just start with number one? All right. So I, this is actually impacting both of us now. Right, right. Not just your team. Uh, right. But the Washington Redskins announced today, uh, today the 3rd of July, as we're recording this, um, that they are going to be uh, looking over options re- regarding their name. Uh, and then later this evening, uh, at about 8.30, the Indians, my baseball team, also announced that they would be doing the same thing. Jordan, I know you're pretty passionate about this. We discussed it a little bit earlier, but right. go ahead and just kind of run down your thoughts for everybody. Well, for everybody, I think any name um, for a, a major sports team um, has to be it has to be a good name. Uh, it's part of your branding. It's part of your marketing. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, any team name is a big deal, uh, regardless of what city it is in. Um, it, there's so much money just attached to the nickname of your team. Uh, there, it's just a lot. Um, and I would say also that um, I, I I don't know about the Indians' history as much as I do the Redskins. Um, I can touch on that in a minute if you'd like. Yeah, that's fine. I did do some research for this episode, yeah. which is rare. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, I'll let you touch on that for a second, but I will speak for the Redskins per se. Um, I believe that, um, and first of all, I kind of want to bring, bring this whole topic up in a way that, uh, doesn't seem, uh, culturally insensitive, but I, I do recognize though, Jason, and I think the biggest problem that I have in all of this is, um, this whole... I mean, we've de- we've been dealing. I, I I mean, you can speak for yourself, Jason. I feel like I've been dealing with um, social wokeism for the last five years, almost where it's mob rule. Where if any small number of people talk loud enough, then all of a sudden the people who aren't saying what they're saying are wrong. Um, That's fair. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, and that's for a multitude of different things from, you know, race issues to gender issues to sexuality issues, even more personally for us, theology issues. Um, you know, we've just found, especially it's in this age of, uh, I wouldn't even call it the age of social media. I would call it the age of hyper social media where, Everyone seems to have an opinion, and I think also the problem is is that to gauge the interest of the nation, the nation on Twitter um, <laughs> is a little asinine, in my opinion. Um, but regardless of that, <clears throat> regardless of that, in the wake of the George Floyd killings, I think that distracting its main purpose in terms of the social injustice reform, I I don't see how changing the names of the Redskins or the Indians helps that cause at all. I don't. Now, I know the Redskins and the Indians have had issues in the past 
where it kind of came up as a grassroots issue and they eventually it all got shut down at least from the Redskins uh, side that the team has had the name since 1933 um now I'm not saying that to say that just because it's been around for a long time means it's good um obviously we've had <laughs> many examples of things that this country has done for many years that that isn't good okay um I think we can all say that but uh like I said at the beginning it's it's branding but to go back to my first point this does absolutely nothing for George George Floyd this does absolutely nothing for Breonna Taylor um this is just honestly I find it as a an excuse and un I, I don't I, I'm so flustered Jason I just don't it's a sad excuse to further your agenda and it, it just further underplays everything that's actually going on. Uh, it, well, Jordan, I, are you are you implying, and I ask this as a legitimate question, uh-huh. are you implying that you can only attack one wrong at a time? No, I no, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I think that they're using the momentum, though, to... Wrongly. I think they're using the momentum wrongly. And while we may disagree on the quote-unquote wrongness of the the word redskin uh, i know you and i were talking about this earlier um mm-hmm. the the way the word breaks down and the way the 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 name was brought into the the fold of the organization was not at least <clears throat> intended to be racist at all and i know you brought up the example of yes if i went to a native american and called them a redskin then yeah that would be inappropriate. Um, But what I also disagree with is somebody implying that the word redskin and the N-word are the same thing. Uh, There's a reason why the N-word is bleeped out, even in writing, uh, and the redskin is not. Uh, The two carry far different um, histories and far different darker paths um i don't even know how you would come up to that conclusion um then again i'm not an expert but i just don't see how you come up to that conclusion um but back to your question um i i just don't i don't like i don't like how the karen you know figure that a lot of people you know, joke about now, like, oh, Karen just wants to make a point or something like that. Um, I feel like this is more of a Karen move than this is, like, for actual change. Um, there, now, I'm not going to speak for every Native American, but there is overwhelming support from the Native American community in the United States to keep the name, to keep the name Redskin. And I don't understand how now places like Nike, Nike, Pepsi Cola and uh, FedEx FedEx. have decided now that it's racist and now they want change. I don't know how you can, I don't, I just don't see that. I personally, but 
if the name is wrong, and regardless of how you feel about it, I, I personally am not against the name change um, in general. I just don't necessarily agree with the way it's gone about and how we've gotten here. And that's from both sides, too, because I also disagree uh, with how Dan Snyder has only responded now to the money. This, uh, like I said before, this uh-huh. is not his first rodeo uh, with people trying to get the name changed. But this is the first time he's responded or has had to respond uh, because major sponsors are responding in a way that has forced his hand. I want to appeal to you on two different fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, uh, it sounds like you're kind of making an argument of a lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. And by comparing two words. Right. And my appeal to you would be in that the lesser of two evils is still evil. Right. You're right. And so whether or not they're on a level playing field as far as culturally, uh, it would it still would be considered an evil if we're going off the basis of a lesser of two evil. Right. And if it's evil, if it's wrong, it should be replaced. My second appeal towards you, uh, it's actually biblical. Uh, and I don't want to bring out the Bible uh, on you, and, um, but I— my, my question for you is, could this be a stronger brother, weaker brother situation where even though a majority of people still support the name, uh, it, the, the damage it does to the minority far exceeds the uh, comfort of the majority? Do you think that's a possibility as well? Uh, I think maybe. Uh, I also think that again we're running into dangerous territory where if some all somebody has to say is well i have a problem with it and then all of a sudden the woke left all they have to do is say oh yeah if you don't like it then we all don't like it um i think that's a good mentality to have for uh sexual abuse victims for victims of domestic abuse um, I just don't know if I, I'm quite there with this nickname. Uh, I think we have to be very specific when we're talking about social justice. And I feel like with all of this going down, people are misusing this momentum created by Black Lives Matter in a way that has be, has made it social justice for them and made it so broad that anything that goes against what they think is is not only like wrong to them but it is wrong everywhere and you should be canceled it's a part of that cancel culture jason so i I agree with you to where yeah maybe this is a weaker brother stronger brother if we were all, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, and if we were talking about, you know, sin, um, I, I don't think I would be causing my brother or sister to sin by keeping the name. I, I just don't, especially if now, I just don't know how they've gotten to this conclusion within the last six years. Because it was a hot topic six years ago, 
and Dan Snyder said, we're not changing the name. And then nobody said anything about it again until now. And it, it honestly like popped up within the last two days, Jason, two days. This has all happened. I, I do think, uh, personally, I think it's time for a change of the name. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue also that there is no wrong time to uh, pursue change. And whether or not they're bandwagging this upon other movements, uh, right. I, I can't speak for. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a problem with them addressing it now. I would rather it be done sooner rather than later because the more it gets pushed off, the more or the less likely it becomes mm-hmm. that it gets addressed. Well, and I, go ahead. I don't know about that because, I mean, here we are seven years later. We've pushed it off for seven years and had not the sponsorships been revoked, then Dan Snyder still would not have thought about it so i don't and again i'm being very specific i'm not throwing blanket statements out there we're talking about the washington redskins and their nickname and when it comes to this name with dan snyder he has tried his darndest to keep this name that he inherited when he purchased the team he's the owner he owns the team he owns the brand and so, either way, like I said, I am not against the name change at all. I think there are good options and good ways to represent its, the team's history in a way that doesn't sound terrible or would be harmful or disappointing to hear for somebody else. I totally get that. I totally get that. But I, again, the biggest problem I have is why now and... Why are we so worried about the team name of the Washington Redskins when we have the murderers still on the loose from Breonna Taylor's murder? I feel like that's the last, this is one of the things you can put on the back burner for right now. And it's just distracting from the actual issues. Well, regardless of how we feel about the name change. I I do believe we can both agree that uh, it's almost inevitable at this point. Yes. uh, That name change is coming for both of our teams, Mm -hmm. um, both uh, Washington and Cleveland. Um, So quickly before we jump to our next topic, Jordan, uh, as a Washington fan, Mm -hmm. of the name suggestions that you've seen, which one will you be throwing your support behind? Excuse me. Um, Jason, I have been on Twitter a lot today just for this main reason. I want to see some suggestions because when I initially saw this report and when I saw this report six years ago, my first question was, well, what the heck do we change the name to? And it's not like we can change it to the Indians because look at where Cleveland's at. Okay. Yep. Regardless of that, um, there are two names that have really stood out to me. The first one would be the Washington Warriors. Um, This would enable the team to use its old Spear logo. And I think that would be be a really cool way to uh, 
just throw back to the past and pay homage to that. Um, and I think also that they would uh, find a way um, to keep the color scheme uh, and make the team look as normal as a regular Washington Redskins team uh, without taking away uh, too much by, by inheriting that, that new Warriors name. Um, another uh, suggestion that I did like was the, um, I believe of the Red Hawks, the Red Hawks. Um, okay. I thought that was an interesting idea and some graphic designer put together some new uniforms and showed the field. Um, and I thought that was a, a great way um, to, to, to honor the team. And also one of our, you know, bigger slogans or, and, you know, hashtags that, that the team uses and fans use is hail to the Redskins. Well, that's going to be really hard to say HTTR on social media when there's no more R. There's no R in the name. Right. And so I think one of the biggest things for uh, at least the social media team now for the Redskins is how do we keep the R in the team name? Um, yeah. And I, I know it's, it seems very minute and, <laughs> and unnecessary, um, but I think for, for Redskins Nation, um, they need a team name that starts with an R and has two syllables, uh, no more, no less, and that way you can still sing the uh, fight song uh, okay. that they currently have. So you need it, it starts with an R and ends and has two syllables, um, no more, no less. And okay. um, so the and again, Warriors obviously wouldn't fit in that, but I thought that that would be a a simple name, and then for for the Red Hawks. Um, would be um, a more out there name, but I kind of like the way the guy um, on social media, I wish I had it pulled up here and I could shout him out, but um, he uh, did a great job of just putting together new uniforms. They had a, he had put together an alternate black uniform, which I love. Uh, Washington has never worn black uniforms before, and I think that would be a, a cool way to. Um, do that. And also, I think another thing to think about here, Jason, with the, not only is Dan Snyder um, looking forward uh, to getting these sponsorships back, but he's been looking to move the t the team back into the District of Columbia for years. And it's finally seen the last couple years that he was gaining momentum. Um, but they have pretty much said that unless they change the team name, that they will not take them back. So, that is another thing that he has on his plate, and I think that makes it even more inevitable that Washington will either become the Warriors, Red Hawks, Red Tails. Uh, even Braves would be something to think about because uh, they were originally, when they were first founded, were the uh, Boston Braves up in Massachusetts was the original team name. Changed to Bo uh, Boston Redskins and then down to Washington, where they have been since. Well, let's stay on a somewhat similar topic uh, with um, the current state of our culture. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll jump over to college basketball. Uh, and forgive me if I get his name wrong. I, mm -hmm. I don't have it directly in front of me, but it's Maker Maker, correct? I think it's McCure, like... McCure Maker? I believe. Okay, well, McCure Maker, 
uh, dis- uh, announced, I believe this morning, the third, that he was going to be uh, signing with Howard University, uh, an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as one of the top recruits in this class, this is unprecedented. And he mm-hmm. announced on Twitter that he's hoping other recruits would follow suit. Jordan, I know you have some, some feelings on this. Uh, and so go ahead and take it away. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think this is, and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way after I'm finished, but I think this is an outstanding um, social move by uh, Maker. Um, he obviously, um, with all of everything that's going on in our current culture, has um, clearly made this decision out of that um, wanting to support HBCUs. Let me make it clear, though. This is an absolute win for Howard University. This is an absolute win for HBCUs. This is an absolute win uh, for HBCUs in the in in just the way that it puts a name on them and for future TV deals and sponsorships and um, just getting their name out there. I, I think it's a huge win for them. As for Maker, though, I don't see how this helps him. I don't see how this is a win for him personally because, Jason, college is a stepping stone, especially for a top-rated recruit light maker. Okay? Okay. This is either... I mean, for for him, most likely, it will be a a one-year step for him. Okay? He has got to suck every ounce of NBA preparedness out of the coaching staff at Howard um, for his one year. And that's where I have the issue. Um, Kenny Blakeney is the coach at Howard University. His first year as a head coach was last year. You want to know what their record was last year, Jason? Go ahead. Four and 29. And they finished one and 15. And he has been an assistant at James Madison, at LaSalle, Delaware, Seton Hall, Delaware again, Marshall, Harvard, Columbia. Um, and he played at Duke from 92 to 95. So he does have some, some playing career. Um, but he never played in the NBA. And again, overall head coaching record through 2020 is 4-29. and this is an absolute win for Howard. This is an absolute win for HBCUs. This is not a win for a McCurr maker. Like, at all. I don't see how, other than socially, he's paving a way for HBCUs to kind of land it on the map in terms of college basketball. Um, I, I just don't see how this helps him in his future career. Jordan, uh, the thing is, somebody has to make that first move. Somebody has to be the first. Uh, and regardless of whether or not you think it should be uh, McCure Maker, uh, he's going out on a limb, and he's willing to be the first. And I think that speaks to him uh, and his character uh, and what he values uh, is that his professional career uh, is less important to him uh, 
than um, his values. Hmm. And I think that speaks highly of his character. And I actually applaud him for this decision um, because could it possibly set him back athletically? Maybe by a year. Mm-hmm. Completely possible. Uh, however, uh, people are going to find talent, and talent is going to get developed whether they're in the right situation or not, especially somebody at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're that high of a recruit where you could have possibly come out and played in the NBA right out of high school, uh, odds are you're going to be fine wherever you go in college. And yes, it would have been nice for him to go to a big-name school, but like I said, somebody has to be first. Somebody has to make that change. Somebody has to mm-hmm. be the difference. Uh, and he's willing to put himself out there and uh, I don't want to say suffer the consequences, but he's willing to, to go through the struggle mm-hmm. in order to be that first. Mm-hmm. No, and I completely agree. Again, like I said before, this is an incredible move for him. Um, paving the way for um, just... Like I said, um, just HBCUs in general, um, specifically, you know, for um, Howard University, considering that the team was so god awful last year. Um, I know his his teammates are ecstatic; they have to be ecstatic. Um, I, I just, I guess, I don't get why it has to be Howard. Um, if, if the goal is to help HBCUs, um, why not go for a more, I mean, there's not a, a ton of, um, renowned, you know, HBCU programs in terms of the greater scheme of college basketball. But I even think of just a team locally here um, that had a run uh, in this past decade in the NCAA tournament was Norfolk State. Um, everybody remembers that they beat the two-seed Missouri, okay? And their coach, Robert Jones, has been at the school since 2013 and has a over 500 overall record and a 75% winning record in conference. Um, I just think from a, from a perspective from... Uh, a prospect, a college prospect looking to go to the NBA. I don't think that maybe, maybe HBCU, if you want to do an HBCU, that's great. I think it's great that you did that, but I don't think you picked the right one. Um, considering that you're going to a second year head coach to a team that is not going to help you at all. Um, it's not going to make you look good. And Norfolk state. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some, uh, some other good programs, some other good coaches for the HBCUs across the nation. Um, but I'm just thinking of a team locally here. At least this guy's been here. He's got a winning record. He knows what he's doing. Um, so, and he was uh, also for this, this Robert Jones, the, the coach of Norfolk State, he was an assistant on that team that also had Robert O'Quinn, who is an NBA player. So, um, or Kyle O'Quinn, excuse me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, again, applaud the man. Applaud the kid. I think it's a great move. I think even um, this paves a way for a kid in the same recruiting class, Mikey Williams, um, to do the same thing, picking an HBCU. But I, in terms of 
using this college stepping stone year most effectively, it may not have been the best decision for him per se. Well, sometimes it's less about talent and more about comfort and fit. And switching over to the NFL now, where uh, honestly it feels more like uh, success than comfort and fit Mm -hmm. uh, in this situation, at least from my point of view. But um, there was a a pretty big splash made in free agency uh, (laughs) this week. Um, And I know uh, 31... NFL teams and fan bases are not happy yeah. <laughs> uh, with how this played out. But obviously, all of our friends up in uh, Boston, uh, once again, they somehow managed to spite everybody and pick up Cam Newton. Uh, and so, Jordan, is this a good move? Um, is the Pope Catholic? Yes, this is a great move, not only for Cam Newton, but uh, for the Patriots. Um, they were heading into the preseason, into camp, with Jared Stidham as their quarterback. That's terrible. That's terrible. And I know they were pitifully scared. And as much as it, it's funny to me to just picture Bill Belichick as scared, um, they had to be scared walking into that season. Uh, they Shaking don't. In the sweatpants. Right, exactly. Um, they don't play in the toughest division, but Buffalo certainly is on the rise. Miami is in the infant stages of a of a rebuild, but they still are part of are, are getting there. Uh, and who knows what the Jets are doing? But that's that's irrelevant to this conversation. Um, the Patriots went from a dark horse to win the NFC or the AFC East to probably the third best team. In the AFC, and in in the conversation for the for the top seed of the AFC. So that do you think that uh, I'm a firm believer that Cam is a great teammate and a a great quarterback. Yeah, Uh, I just think he was in a bad system. Mm. But do you think him and Belichick will be able to mesh? Um, I've heard this question a lot, and a lot of people have questioned whether or not Cam will be able to mend um, or bend to the will of Bill um, in that way, the will of Bill. Um, This is what I have to say about that. Cam has been waiting for an opportunity. He was just thrown on the street by a team that he carried to the Super Bowl one year, uh, not too long ago, okay? That, all of that factored into, he has to have great respect for Belichick and the Patriots, okay? And the fact that they were, they were the only team to draw interest in him shows me... Well, 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 before we get too carried away, the Browns actually did show interest in him as well. Well, that's shocking to me because that's about the smartest thing they've done all offseason. But whoa, anyway. whoa, whoa, hold up now. Hold, whoa, hold up now. We've had a good offseason. Good? Good. Uh, we don't have to talk about this now. We have a whole episode on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. We've made some great moves addressing okay. some of our most critical needs. Yeah, but yeah. continue. Anyway. Um, but regardless, um, I expect Cam to come in and completely uh, be a part of the Patriot way and pretty much do whatever Bill asked him to do. 
to win because he knows, and Bill will convince him of this early on, I think, that he is a winner. He knows how to win. Um, and they got, again, they still got a pretty good defense, man. Uh, and you throw in a former MVP at the age of 31 off a healthy ankle. Um, I mean, we may be talking about the Patriots as a favorite in a couple weeks. You know, once we see them on the field, you know, a couple weeks into the season, they might be an early Super Bowl favorite at the end of October. Uh-huh. We have no idea. It's entirely possible. And I will say, uh, before we jump to our last segment, um, I don't think I, – I, I think if you see it, you'll only see it once mm-hmm. uh, with Lazy Cam. Mm. Um, and that was the critique of his Super Bowl performance is that he kind of got lazy yeah. uh, and it's not diving on a ball. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick has the shortest string of any coach in, in sports. And if you're not willing to buy into his philosophy, right. into his way, into mm-hmm. the way the Patriots have done things, he's not going to see the field. Right, and so if we see it, we're only going to see it once, mm. uh, and I think I, that would be a healthy wake-up call for Cam mm. uh, that um, he can't coast like he did in Carolina. Right, um, he's not going to have chance after chance in New England. It's kind of a one-and-done philosophy, mm. uh, and he, Belichick will let you have your flavor. Mm. He will let you have your style. He will let you keep your personality as long as you buy into the way they play football. Yeah. You saw that with Gronk. You yeah. saw that with Brady. You saw that with Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, so Cam can keep his personality. I mean, this is the same team game. that signed Antonio Brown when he was going cuckoo crazy. Yeah. I mean, they still cut him, but uh, still, they signed him, and he played a game for them. Okay. Yeah, they're willing to put up with a lot as long as you play football the right way. And I expect, yep. I fully expect Cam not only to start Week One but to finish the season. And you know, pending that we have the season, you know, of course that's always up in the air. But um, yes, you know, there could be there could be a lot um, that could change about this season. I've heard a lot about doing four different bubble sites and completely reworking the schedule for the year. Um, but again, all a lot to talk about on on Sunday where we where we release our episode on Monday. But this is our emergency episode. You're listening to the Walk On podcast uh, with Jason Pearl. I'm Jordan Riddick, and Jason. Let's move to our last subject here. Um, and let's hit it quick. Yeah, let's hit it quick. Tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, we said 30 minute episode, and we're about 40 minutes in. I know it, <laughs> and. Uh, Anyway, just really quickly, Jason, we've seen case spikes in Texas, in Florida, in California, and some bigger, excuse me, uh, some other bigger states, um, and specifically addressing the NBA. um, It kind of seems like within the last week, we have gone from, oh man, this is happening, release of schedule, to, I don't know, maybe not. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think we're kind of in a, a difficult situation. And personally, I think that 
we still are on pace for a season mm-hmm. um, in these sports. Um, but my fear is that if these teams don't get in the bubble soon, mm-hmm. uh, these seasons can be in jeopardy. And I think that plays a huge advantage for uh, Major League Baseball is because these teams have already arrived in their bubble as of July 1st. Mm-hmm. And they now have three weeks to prepare for a season, uh, right. which quarantine lasts about two weeks. Mm. And so that gives them plenty of time. Uh, and most Major League Baseball teams uh, can charter their own jets mm-hmm. uh, or have their own jets, which makes it easier for them to travel. Uh, and so I think baseball – after all of this, right now is in the best situation possible for the continuation of their season. Mm. Uh, as for the NBA, um, yes, the courts are going up, but they need to get players into that bubble right away. Um, yeah, I think this next week, Jason, this next week they're going, teams will be arriving from the 7th through the 9th. And I think, man, they just got to get them down there. They got to get them down there, get them down there fast, get them down there healthy. And I mean, think about this, Jason. For the last two weeks, the Toronto Raptors have been quarantined um, because they had to do kind of a double bubble situation where they had to cross the border. And so they've been in Fort Myers for the last two weeks. And they've been in a, in a bubble similar to the one that they will be in in Orlando. And guess yeah. what? Nobody has tested positive for them. Yes. And so I think that they just got to get them down there, get them in the bubble, get them safe. And once we get to Ju- July 10th, we will be fine. We will be full steam ahead for the NBA season. Yeah, I think I agree with you completely. They just need to get them there. I mean, you saw the Clippers have already closed their facilities just right. because of a, a positive test. Right. Uh, and so, honestly, I think if I was um, Commissioner Silver, mm. uh, I would say get your butts down here ASAP. Right. We're, gonna, we're quarantining. Uh, we're going to start in this bubble earlier than we expect because mm. we want to be able to have the season. Right. Uh, and we understand that the NBA is all about money in this mm. situation. This isn't a – this isn't – a desire for a championship or anything like that. This is this is money based because they see a lot of money on the table uh, from sponsors, advertisers, and people willing to watch. And so, uh, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm telling Chris Paul and the Players Union that you need to get down there immediately uh, and start quarantining yourself. Yep, for sure. And to go back to your point about the. Uh, baseball being in a good position, I agree that they're in a good position to be in the spotlight if they can get the season started. That's a good point. Uh, the problem with them is going to be, you know, they're not going to be in a bubble the whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're home, uh, they can go home. They're yeah. not going to be in a hotel uh, without their wives and their children and their families for five months. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, they are going to be able to go to restaurants just like a normal person and be exposed to the virus. Um, and then what happens? Uh, but one encouraging thing that di- I did see today that came out was that uh, under the first week of testing for the MLB, they released that today, and one point, I believe it was 2% of mm-hmm. tests 31. came out. Yeah. Yeah. Came back 
positive, which was an encouraging number considering the NBA's initial test was 5.8, and they were the first to announce a season start um, or restart. Um, So I think that's encouraging for Major League Baseball, but once travel starts, I think that's where we we might end up seeing some iffies pop up, you know, what happens. And I think they've kept that in consideration that they don't want them traveling for long, trying to keep it within the division and local teams. Um, like I believe the Orioles, I think the only teams that they'll consider playing are the, the ones up and down the East coast. Well, just the four, the four teams in the division, which are the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays and the um, Toronto Blue Jays. And I think honestly, the only other team that need to think about playing is the nationals. Um, just to keep it close, um, I don't. I don't even think you need to worry about going to Atlanta. I don't think you need to worry about going up to to New York to play the Mets, um, or, or even Cincinnati. Like I, I don't even think you have to think about that. I, it's a sixty game schedule. Um, I don't know where you're going to get the other, you know, fifteen games from, but. It's just going to be difficult. I'm interested to see when that schedule comes out for the MLB, how that, lur- that lurks, how it looks. <laughs> um, lurks around the corner. Uh, that's what it seems like right now. But how are they going to put together 60 games uh, will be intriguing to me. Absolutely. And we're, we'll just have to see uh, in a week when that schedule gets released. I think that's kind of when they're hoping to have it released by. Uh, but, Jordan, do we want to do a – special what grinds your gears episode no i think i think we need to save that for our sunday episode that's totally fair i do want to say i apologize if you're hearing explosions behind me Uh, i had to record outside today for some uh, personal reasons (laughs) uh so uh there i I completely forgot that fourth of july and fireworks go hand in hand yes (laughs) there are fireworks being shot off all around me and so I apologize if you're listening and you just hear explosion after explosion after explosion. Uh, I can promise you I'm okay. Um, it's just I decide I'm outside and I shouldn't have been outside. <laughs> well, we, uh, we accept your apology, Jason. But for those of you who have made it to the end of that episode with us uh, for – Jason Pro, my name is Jordan Riddick. Thank you for listening to this emergency water break episode, our first one of the kind on the Walk On Podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on your listening platform and go follow us on social media. Like, share, all of the above. Thank you again for listening to the Walk On Podcast. Tick, tick, boom.